All right, today we are talking with Kiara. Yes. Correct. Did I say it right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. So my name is Kiara. I am from a small town in Pittsburgh called McKees Rocks. Um, I'm 31 years old. Leo Gang just turned 31 July 20th. And you know, I ain't about to give you my whole social, but yes, I just turned 31. Um, I know Christine from my group that I have called Queen Keys Healing Team. Um, I have my own business. It's um, Queen Keys Healing Team by Manifesting Kiera LLC. I basically sell sage, chakra incense, self-healing products. And, you know, my group page is about just like uplifting people, posting positive things and anything that you feel like want to post or people have businesses, I let them post on my page. And like, that's how I met Christine. Um, I have two children, two girls, Egypt and Empress, seven and one year old. I don't know what I was thinking, starting all over. But um, uh, two children, I graduated high school. College was never a thing for me. And I mean, that's it about my boring self. I mean, I'm not boring, but that's like the important stuff y'all should know, I guess. <laughs> okay, so what is your race and ethnic background? Okay, so I am Black, um, African-American, but my grandmother is half white, and she just, there's a whole bunch of stuff in me. My grandmother is half white um, on my paternal side, um, and then my mother's side, they're all Indian, so. So when you say Indian, do you mean Native American? Yeah, Native American, okay. like my great-grandma and up, they were all, like, half Black, half Native American, like. So I have a lot in me. Yeah. But yeah, I totally. claim I'm black. I'm African American. Okay. So what because I'm from Texas, right? And I have this theory that that just because you might be the same race, you can have totally different cultural backgrounds. My definition of black and African American is so different from your your definition of black and African American. So were you raised ethnically like what was your ethnic background culturally of how you were raised <laughs> that's funny so from the day I was born to I was about eight or nine I was raised in a project they were called the McKees Rocks Terrace like rural projects red brick buildings like cops wouldn't come up here ambulances wouldn't come up here like you would have to find a ride to get to the hospital um then when I turned about nine my mother got married to my father who raised me and they moved to a street called Frederick Street and where we're from, we call it the white people neighborhoods. And I was the first black girl to ever move on that street. Like my mother was in a newspaper around here for being the first black woman to own a house on that street. Um, like I said, we we're only black people. I had got jumped when I first moved up there by a whole bunch of Caucasian people, white people. And my mom had to get my cousins up there, you know, we had to go you know, show what it is real quick at night. They never mess with me since. And um, I mean, they had their moments, like their parents would say weird stuff, like from at the pool party, they would let them say the nigger and shit. And, you know, I would tell my mom, she would correct it. But after that, they were fine. But so I'm like mixed. But everyone around me, like either used to call me grandma or white black girl because the way I speak, but I, I it's, it's weird because I'm clutching. I know how to turn it on and turn it off. You know what I mean? Right now, I'm somewhat giving you both, you know? I'm going to be <laughs> but, you know, the little bit of ratchet might come out, you know, but I know how 
to I, my mom called me a chameleon. I know how to change for any environment that I'm going in, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so what I hear you saying is, is that even though your beginning of your your childhood, you were in a, immersed in a black community, you mm-hmm. still had the other part of your childhood where you were immersed in an all white community. Which well, I can't even say that because McKees Rock is mixed. Like the street I was on was all white. Oh, the okay. school district that we went to, we, we, we're a small community where we all grew up like from kindergarten to high school. Okay. To the point we all still live around each other. You know what I mean? Everyone knows each other's business. Like, so, and it's like white, black community. Like, when I was younger, younger, it was more racism to now compared to now. Like, everyone, all my friends, damn, they got mixed kids. Mm-hmm. So, it's like that. Okay. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, we're a weird town. But okay. <laughs> it had their racist moments, you know, throughout yeah. it. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's part of U.S. history. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not necessarily different, but mm-hmm. you got to live through all the periods of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And um, what is your sexual orientation? I'm straight. I mean, I played in the minors. I never went pro or anything. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's unpack that. What is playing in the minors of being straight? What What does that mean? That means like you know, I played in the minors. Like I tried it out to see. You know, had some fun throughout my kid, my job four days and stuff. You know, had my moments, but it was fun. But is it? Can I have a girlfriend and bump coochie every day now? I no. Okay. Okay. I have nothing wrong with it. I love females. They're beautiful. I just see myself with a man. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> like, no, I'm not hating on either way. You know, yes. I'm free love. Like, me I don't too. care. But whatever it may be. So, um, tell me um about Pittsburgh. Like, I have a lot of my listeners are from Texas area. They might have been, you know, transplants here in Texas. But tell me, what is the culture for Pittsburgh? We're not really known for nothing, I guess, except for the Steelers and like Wiz Khalifa. And, uh, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa and like, I don't even know if we're known for the Penguins and Pirates, but I mean, I throw that in there. Um, and our bridges. Yeah. And used to be at a really good steel town. I'll tell you what, our freaking air sucks here, okay? I lived okay. in Philly for four years when I had my daughter. I moved back here, boom, got allergies. I never had allergies in my life. Because it was this old steel city, you know. So that stuff for so many years never really went anywhere. But it's terrible. It's terrible. But I mean, Pittsburgh is cool. Like a lot of movies and stuff get shot because they say like our people we're not the type that like will run up on you just because you're a celebrity. Like we're cool. We're like yeah, what's up? Like like Denzel Washington has been frequently like been here a lot lately, and he's like casually walks on the street, no bodyguards, and he said he thinks that's cool because. You know, we're not, we don't really bother people, like, yeah, we're just, I, I don't we're weird, we don't have no special dances, we don't have, <laughs> we're known for pierogies, I'm from <laughs> Manny Brothers, boom, from Manny Brothers, that was on a food network or something, we're known for that, and pierogies, but other than that, not, yeah, nothing. yeah. Um, I, I want to deep dive back into something that you said earlier about growing up in the projects, mm-hmm. here, our projects, look like townhomes 
But you have, okay, let me, let me rephrase that because I'm going to have someone say, have you ever been? So let me, let me break that. <laughs> I live in the suburbs of North Dallas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like it, that doesn't mean anything, but we mm -hmm. have more of section eight, mm -hmm. which can be in any part of the city area. Mm -hmm. So what was that life like? to live in the projects and it actually be projects where you can't even get emergency assistance. Is that still a thing or are you having, are, are, are those things changing? Well, in Pittsburgh, I mean, there's still projects. There's one project where I'm from that's still like red brick, but the ones now they've been knocking down, like even the one I'm from knocked down, they look like townhomes to me. They look like townhomes and Section 8, a lot of people were on Section 8. I was on Section 8 for a while, but I haven't been on Section 8 in like a year. And I mean, yeah, a lot of people are on Section 8 here. Yeah. Maybe it's like half and half. Maybe people, a lot of people I know are in yeah. Section 8, you know what I mean? But then it gets half again. Some people are not. Like my mother, she was on Section 8 in welfare for a while, but she used it as a stepping. So like my mom always taught me that a stepping stone, not a crutch. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I, thank God I'm in a position where I can be okay without Section 8. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just always wondered that because obviously I've never, I honest, I have not been like north of, <laughs> of like Tennessee. So like, I like, I don't know what's going on over there. So that's why I'm asking for that education because I know people from Boston. I know people from Wisconsin. I know people from you know, Minnesota, places mm -hmm. up north, but I've always wanted to understand because media makes it seem like it is just the hardest life to live and no one is going to get out of the cycle, you know? Well, I feel like this, it's all about your mentality about things, like, especially like right now with this PUA, I don't know, have you ever heard PUA? Okay, it's this fucking thing going on in Pittsburgh, okay? where everyone is going for PUA and they're getting like anywhere from 10 grand to 20 grand. Okay. And I mean like almost everybody. So I feel like when you are getting that amount of money and some people are tweaking the numbers, you know, doing whatever, but I feel like even if you do that, I feel like if you might possibly get in trouble for this and have to pay this money back with that amount of money, you should be investing it very wisely to the point by the time they do ask you for the money back, you can give it back and you should be setting your foundation now with that type of, money a lot of people don't make them decisions where i'm from right yeah you know i mean and i wish they did but i'm not counting their pockets to each his own me personally i didn't do the poa thing but my ex did it and gave me some money and i started my business got well i've been having a business but got my llc fixed my credit i did you know what i mean because i'm looking at longevity wise a lot of people don't think that way but i kind mm -hmm. of wish they did so yeah yeah well, thank you for telling, sharing that story, because mm -hmm. I, I think, like I said, culturally, not race thing, but just mm -hmm. culturally, the South is so different mm -hmm. from the North. I've never been out, well, I mean, South Carolina is there, but like, I never got to really, really like enjoy the South, and I'm, I'm coming, I'm definitely coming to visit you. Yeah, you gotta come and see me. Okay, so let's move on just a little bit. Um, can you tell me about stereotypes of where, what you see on TV, and this is media and entertainment versus your real life? Like what they did, 
pick where I'm from, Mike? Well, it or- could be anything. So um, when I say, you know, media and entertainment, so do you see, they don't even have to be your same race, but do you see your personality, your body size, your height, you as a person, do you see that in media? And I, when you do see it, is it any different than what your real life is? The only person I see it in that rep, that feel like it's me is Tiffany Haddish because everyone around me says, I act just like this freaking girl. They said I remind her of her. So I would say like the only time I see myself in anything is comedy, and which is sucks because it's not serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only time I see... Like, as me, I'm such a, I, I'm not open to book. Like, I don't really care what people think about me because why should I? Like, I'm going to go in a box alone. So I try to live my best life, you know. But I really don't see nothing that represents me. And especially, like, where I'm from. Like, I don't see TV shows with mixed communities like it is where I'm at. Like, actually show it. Like, like they were saying, like, basically Pittsburgh was one of, like, most racist cities to live in in the United States. But I don't really feel that mm-hmm. living in where I'm from, you know, because we're such a small town. So I don't know. It's just like, and the media is always hyping shit up. Fake news. Yeah. You know, but no, I really don't never really see myself represented. Maybe like old shows like the 90s. Okay. Yes. When stuff was like Martin and Fresh Prince and like Family Matters. Like, but we don't really have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why do you think we don't have those shows anymore? I don't think people care enough anymore. Oh, okay. Let's dive into that. What do you think? Like, because to me, I feel like those shows were very progressive to show a full family uh, a black family that was successful. And even when you you bring up Family Matters, the dad was a cop. Yeah. You know, um, Fresh Prince, you know, his uncle, Uncle Phil, was a judge, you know, so you see these black men and women holding high-ranking positions, Mm -hmm. but do you feel like because media is trying to be so diverse that it drowns that out where people don't care anymore, or do you think that they want to keep the stereotypes alive so stories like that don't help? I think both. I think, one, the media doesn't want to display old shows like Fresh Prince and stuff in our generation because they don't want us to be strong. I feel that because they, they like us in this position where we're not, yes, Massa, you know, yes, I, what can I do for you? Like, they like us still in that watermelon chicken phase. They don't want to see no Fresh Prince or no Family Matters in this generation because one, with these kids too, and their intelligence, yo, let them get these shows like that again here. They're going to go to town, but like they're already waking up. They don't want that to be displayed. They don't like to see Black people in higher rankings over a white man. And that let's just be what it is. Like, and I think some people are not, you can not watch this, but this is how I personally feel. A lot of people don't want to see the Black men or Black family legit of the dad being a cop, the dad being a lawyer, and raising his kids right and instilling with values. They don't want to see that because then that's waking us up. And then they don't want, we're comp- we're not even competition, I feel like. Because I feel like, like even with slavery, I tell people, you steal what you can't get. All right? So if we were slave, y'all stole us because some, we literally had knowledge and knew stuff that y'all couldn't do. So instead of being right about it, y'all just stole it. So 
why, you know what I'm saying? If we're not precious, why still? So basically, we're not no competition to them. They don't want us to know our true selves. Just like how you, they stripped us of our name, stripped us of everything. Because if you don't know thyself, you truly don't know what you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, but the generation is starting to wake up. But I, I do wish there was more shows and stuff like that to bring the household together where everyone meets up on a Friday night. You know, you would go and watch that show, you know, with the family sitting there and laughing. Now it's just like, booty shaking just all types of nut shit like I feel like mm. yeah I made my children literally I just went through a whole Fresh Prince marathon and (laughs) watching every time I come on even my baby be dancing to it I'm like yeah you know stuff like that so yeah yeah One of today's show sponsors is Picture Perfect Brows and Beauty Boutique owned by Misty Willis. Are you in the beauty industry and you are looking for new services to offer to better serve your clients? Then please go and check out Misty's Training Academy. Misty has designed techniques to customize every procedure to meet the client's desires and needs, and she's extremely passionate about empowering others to follow their dreams. She's been in the industry since 2016, and she is also a mentor and a trainer so that she can help men and women start their own successful business. If you would like to learn how to do permanent makeup, brow lamination, lash lifts, brow tinting training, please go to pictureperfectbrows.com and click the Training Academy button. There you will find all her training activities and she will never leave you hanging. She has so many ways for you to get ongoing support from Facebook groups, YouTube, phone, or sometimes in person. Why not learn from the best? Again, that's Picture Perfect Brows and then click on the Training Academy. And she will help you build confidence from the outside in. point I I feel that way but I hear lately I've been having so many interactions especially with the podcast Mm -hmm. of all different races and all ethnic backgrounds and all different cultures Mm -hmm. and I feel like my anger has calmed down so much I feel like my understanding of other people's cultures Mm -hmm. has changed my viewpoint on my own Mm -hmm. I, I don't, and I'm not, I'm like, mm, I am not, <laughs> like, like, let me clear this one up. I want you to know that I am not discounting anything that you say. Okay. Because I, I really, I am agreeing with you, but I feel like my mindset is, is, is uh, instead of so sharp, I feel like I'm filing it down to more of a circle now. Yeah. I'm no, just, I understand that. I understand because I have, like, my... All right, so I grew up, like, my, um, one of my best friend's family used to be racist growing up, but now they're truly not. They uh-huh. have all their freaking grandkids are black, mm-hmm. so, and they love, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, and it wasn't them. They were taught 
what they knew and that's all they knew. And I can understand that. I, I don't get yeah. mad at people. I don't get mad at people like that. Yeah. Oh, where'd you go? I touched on this. <laughs> so I, this is a touch screen. I don't even know this is my brother's computer. I didn't know this is a touch screen. <laughs> Um, I was trying to like move the thing. Um, I'm trying to show you my tattoo and stuff. Okay. The other day. But, um, I was gonna say, uh, I just I see how people well, the people that make me mad is the ones that portray they're down with black people and secretly call us things behind our back. Those okay. are the ones that bother me. Yeah. I don't mind the people that literally grew up in it because I just like that is really how y'all was raised, yeah. you know. So yeah. I don't really blame them people. Okay, yeah, no, we can move on. I just, I just feel like I totally understand what you're saying, but for some reason during this podcast and going through and speaking with all these literally random people, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's so diverse. I'm seeing so many different sides from not even racism, just culture. Mm-hmm. That has changed my perspective on so much, and I'm I'm so grateful for you being able to speak freely and have the courage to say how you feel about it. Because I think there's some people that don't ever get that yeah, that absolutely. viewpoint. That viewpoint. So mm-hmm. moving on, are you spiritual or religious? <laughs> spiritual. I used to. It's crazy because I used to be a devout Christian. Um, then turned to um, Pentecostal. African went to church three times a week. Saturdays, known as church girl. Like I'm saying, I told you they used to call me grandma. So I was known for being a church girl, dresses, being there every Sunday, knowing the memory verse and everything. Then when I turned to about, I told my dad that when I was my senior year, so I was 17. So about 18, my brother started like, this is like when Hidden Colors first came out. You ever hear of Hidden Colors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that had just came out. So he's always been like on his black is king, you know, woke shit before even this became a trend. So I'm like 18 and he's watching him colors and he's saying certain shit that's like hurt my feelings. I'm like, you're fucking out of hell. You're so sick. What you're saying? Da, da, da. To the point, it, after a while, I'm like, whoa, you're making sense. And I had to literally break up with white Jesus. Yeah. And I, well, I can say I'm not being. That's who I had a break with. Do I think everything in the Bible is wrong? Absolutely not. There's things in the Bible I believe is true. I feel it in my gut. I take that with me. Whatever else don't suit me, I go about my business. I use it as a history book. I'm very much more spiritual because I don't like to categorize people either. So I feel like treat others how you want to be treated, and that's the way of the universe. Karma, basically, period. So yeah. not, not religious anymore. I'm very much spiritual. Yeah, I, I want to deep dive into that for just a moment. Um, there was something you said about your father passing away. How did he pass, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, cancer. Okay. Yeah, he's How long did he crazy. battle? Um, it went really fast. Like, we found out in, like, May, and then his, like, voice went away, and then he got super skinny, and then, like, in October, he died. Oh, wow. So fucking fast. So, yeah. so, so fast. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He's the one, he was my stepfather, but he's been there since I was one. Um, I really never knew my real father. He just, my real father just came into my life four years ago. Whoa, what? Yeah, my real father came into my life four years ago. How did he find you? Was it DNA.com? Was it Ancestry? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he made a Facebook. Oh. Yeah, and it's so weird because 
long story short, he died the same night my stepdad died because he had trouble bypass surgery. And my grandmother, rest in peace, didn't even like him, but went there because she thought her son was going to die. My fucking stepdad died and my real dad survived. And he promised he was going to be there for me after our conversation. Anyway, fast forward. Came to my life four years Whoa, ago. no, you're not going to fast forward that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't um fast forward me. Oh, so hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. So your your stepfather, which was technically your your father. your father, that's my father, your mm-hmm. daddy, yes, that's my dad, passed away, and then your bio dad was in the hospital the same the time. Same day, October twenty sixth. It was a Thursday. I'll never forget it in my life. Same I'm day. Sure. So they thought your bio dad was going to pass away. I'm literally at rehab. Yeah, okay. outpatient rehab. Yeah, story. If you want to dive into it later on, I'm in outpatient rehab. I'm Pouring down raining. My dad's in the hospice. My grandma calls me. I'm like, hey, hey, Grandma, where are you going? She was like, oh, Karen, it's way weird. I'm about to call you. I'm like, what? She said, I'm in the hospital with your dad. I'm like, my dad who? Yeah. John. I'm like, what? Here, I want you to talk to him because he's getting tri- triple bypass surgery and he might not survive. So I'm talking to him, you know, that said, I'm like, okay, this is weird. It's the first time I'm talking to you and literally over probably, I was 17. Literally, probably over fucking ten years. Wow, maybe twelve. I've seen him since I've been a kid, like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, so I talked to him for a little bit. So I'm sad about that. And then I go home from there. We're getting my mom's washing dishes, and we get a phone call from my aunt Gigi, and she's like, "Come to the hospice." George took his last breath. So wow, that was it. Yeah, and then well, well, me and my dad's cool now. So I was about to call him a name. <laughs> I'm having a flashback. I'm having a flashback. Sorry, y'all. I have a sinus headache and cold. I do not have the corona. But no, I had a um, <laughs> I had a flashback. We're going for the corona piece of shit because he literally was like, "I'm gonna do right by you." He made up this. I had a dream when your dad, daddy came to me and said, "It's your turn to take care of her now." Blase, blase. Been here for that nigga until four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so let me clarify this because now I now I gotta get the whole picture. So so we already said okay, so he was he was in there, then your grandmother was like, Hey, he's having a triple bypass. We don't you Mm -hmm. know, you just to be aware that I'm on the phone with him, making sure he's okay. Your your adoptive dad, let's call him your adoptive dad, your real father, right? Mm -hmm. He ends up passing away through hospice so then you get the phone call that you need to go over there but mm-hmm. everyone thought that your bio dad was going to be the one that was most severe and mm-hmm. he's the one that ends up living yeah and then he comes and says that your your real dad your adoptive dad came to him and said it's your turn to talk to you to take care of you mm-hmm. and then he doesn't he doesn't follow through with that and then reaches oh. out four years ago Oh, well, well, let, let, positive, let's find a positive. If he was meant to be in your life, he would be. Mm -hmm. If he was going to, if he was going to bring joy and happiness in your life, he would be. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So you said you wanted to dive into rehab. Let's talk about that. What were you in rehab for? All right. So it started with. 
my mother found out I was smoking weed when I was fucking 12 going 13 and like oh my god that was the antichrist oh my daughter basically heard I was smoking crack like I, I was smoking crack okay like no offense to people that smoke crack I'm just saying mother's eyes <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying my mother she Hold a second, you're freezing up. Oh my god. Hold a second, hold a second, you freezed up. Okay, say that again. There you go. I said my I said my mother was like the devil's lettuce. Oh my god. She's gonna freaking die. She's gonna get addicted. So yeah, my mother puts me in rehab when I was freaking twelve when I'm thirteen. It was back and forth because I wouldn't, I didn't want to smoke weed, so it was back and forth. And then when like my dad got sick, oh my god, like she put me in rehab. Oh, I was in our rehab when my dad was sick because she thought like I was losing my mind. And I'm like, mom, no, I need something to. I'm senior year working at McDonald's, coming home. I'm in band, section leader. I'm playing the clarinet. I'm a bike at everything, and I'm coming home. And I'm taking care of my sick dad, even the days of number. You know what I mean? It was a lot. So, mom, yes, I want to smoke. Yes, I want to go to some parties and have a drink. But my mom is very, very strict. Very, 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 very strict to this day. She still doesn't believe I'm grown to have kids of my own. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, so then when I got older, I was in inpatient rehab with my oldest daughter, Egypt, for six months. Um, that was because I was losing my mind up here. And mm-hmm. I've already been through it my whole life. So, there was perspectives and rehab that I did love, you know, even though it was fucking annoying, like, I'm not, I've never truly felt like I need rehab until I put myself in one, for that six months, because my mental was really fucked up, and I didn't face a lot of things that I've been through in life, so, yeah, I did it, and I was, like, sober for, like, a whole almost year, mm-hmm. but I, literally, from that experience, I've never been the same ever. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we, <sighs> rehab has turned into something different than it was if you're a 90s kid or Mm -hmm. you know or older right Mm -hmm. when you hear rehab it's like oh my god what did they do yeah because like even people i met here i still friends with them to this day and i love them like no other like right right so it's always had like this negative connotation and now we realize it's really to get you healthy Absolutely. You know, and I, I love that you said that I just wasn't right up here. That's why I went to rehab. It wasn't because you just, that self-awareness that we always want to have. And so in order for you to be pregnant, one, two, have that self-awareness and knowing that you just needed to be, you needed help healing yourself is something to be very proud of. Like, I don't want you to ever feel like, yeah, I went to rehab when I was 12, and then I went again, and then I went I, again. I was a red there my whole life, and I never gave a shit. Like, I told you, yeah. I didn't care. Plus, people around me, like I said, were smoking weed. They know how my mom is. Everyone yeah. her her, everyone in the neighborhood either calls her Miss Mo or Mama Mo. Mm-hmm. There's no in-between. So, yeah. you know, my mom was a high-ranking, like, where I'm from, too. So, like, people understood. They know how my mom was. Yeah, yeah. So, was it anything ever harder than weed, or were you doing anything else? Uh, what didn't I do? Only thing I did do is so. Oh my god! All right. Oh, I fucking listen. 
Growing up, people used to call me fucking cocaine and shit. Before I even tried coke, right? But when I did try coke, I fucking love the shit. I don't give a fuck what people talk. Cause I'm like, y'all right thought I was cocaine. <laughs> like, so I'm trying this shit. And it was fun. And I, you know, I do it here and there when I want to party. Like, I'm fucking, not, you know what I mean? Like, I live my life. Like, <clears throat> I want to try acid and stream so bad. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't promote it, but I can promote it. <laughs> I've seen the, um, what's it called, The Adventures of, uh, what's it called? Oh, Acid? It was on Netflix. Uh, Hallucinants. I watched that. I was like, I want to do some, let's get some shrooms. I'm going my people like, who cares? My brother's like, you're not fucking doing those shrooms. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I am. For the listener, there is a um, show on Netflix that talks about hallucinants and yeah. LSD and acid and shrooms, and they tell you how to basically do it safely. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I guess the movie was made so you could trip while watching it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was. I wasn't even on anything, and I watched it, and I was like, whoa, this is wasn't cool. It, cool. <laughs> it was cool as shit, wasn't it? I was like, let's get some shrooms. My ex at the time looked at me like, see, I knew we shouldn't put this shit on. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Like, I accidentally, and I'd say accidentally try heroin because my fucking aunt at this time was addicted to heroin. I didn't know it. And she told me with some fucking blow. I didn't know the difference. I had just tried it with my aunt blow for the first time, you know? So yeah. I didn't know what it looked like or nothing. And she gave me a little piece. I remember thinking, like, what the fuck? She gave me a little piece. Oh my gosh, I was dying. Um, I've tried Percocet before, Perc 30, same fucking bitch gave me that shit, and she thought, I was going, I felt just like equal to heroin to me, <laughs> I can try yeah, it. Yeah. I've robo-tripped before in Job Corps. You know yeah. what that is? You know what robo-tripping is? No, no, tell me that. Okay, so I'm in the Job Corps hanging out with my white friends. They're to, all right, so they had mute next to, okay? And you take like 12 of them. You're like, take 12 of them, okay? 12 pills? And girl, 12 Mucinex pills. Wait, wait, hold a second. Mucinex, <laughs> like the well, allergy pill. 12 fucking Mucinex pills. Okay, I'm there, I'm there. I'm not promoting this to anybody. Listen, don't, don't try this shit at home. Do not try it any fucking way, okay? You're like, Take 12 of them. So me and my fucking girl, Ashley, were like, all right, let's do it. An hour kicks in. When I tell you the most simplest things you can't do, I'm on the Pat bus, which is like a public bus around here. There's three steps. I'm crying at the top of my lungs so I couldn't figure out how to get down the fucking steps. <laughs> there, was three, there was fucking three steps. I'm like bawling, crying my fucking eyes. They're like, it's just so hard, my Move. My best friend had to fucking pick me up, carry me down the steps. After a while, we thought I was getting possessed. Like to this day, I can't drink Hawaiian punch because we did it three times. Our dumbasses didn't learn for the first time. We went to try it three more fucking times. Every time we drink it with fucking Hawaiian punch, we're in this place called Squirrel Hill <coughs> in Pittsburgh. We robbed the fucking Rite Aid for some fucking munchies food. The what? Ooh, oh my god, my bitch is mixing fucking. KFC mashed potatoes with hot Cheetos. It was just a terrible time. I thought I was getting possessed that night. I was literally praying to God that I didn't get possessed. <laughs> it was don't robo trip, guys. 
That was by far the worst shit I've ever experienced in life as drugs was fucking rugby tripping. To this day, I cannot drink. I can't drink Hawaiian Punch, and I can't even see a fuck. I'm about, to, I'm about to gag right now. I can't even fucking see Mutinex. I can't even see a Mutinex pill. One of today's sponsors is Lily Blaze Boutique Custom Creations, owned by Ashley Paulson. She's on Season 1, Episode 12, if you want to hear her story, because you got to meet her. She has an awesome story. And the faith, hope, and love that she does within her work in her custom creations is amazing. From tumblers, from t-shirts koozies the list goes on and on and on but she has a way of accepting you showing your love and understanding and patience i don't know about you but one of my biggest concerns with working with someone is do they take it as seriously as i do are they going to put the time and attention as much as i need it and that is what Ashley does with Lily Blaze Boutique. She's not only going to sit down with you and walk you through the colors and the script and how she visualizes the best for you, but she also takes into account that this is something important to you. Even if it's something small or something big, if it's for a group or if it's for a personalization for yourself. She will make sure that you get what you want and how you want it at a fair price and great turnaround. That's Lily Blaze Boutique Custom Creations, female-owned custom creation boutique where you can be free to express yourself through design. Because I've heard some really wild stuff that people do to get high and all that other stuff. I thought, what was it? The drinking hand sanitizer. I thought that was pretty, yeah. Alcoholics will drink that. I shouldn't say alcoholics. I should say people that want to get a buzz will do something like that. They take apples. Somebody on intervention would do some shit like that. Right. Or they soak apples in liquor and stick it up their butts or something. (laughs) Or like a tampon up their vagina. Like... I heard a lot of singers do that so they don't mess up their throat. Singers? Mm-hmm. Huh. What it gets you drunker faster? I heard. I never yeah, did. It does. I heard. I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. But I heard a lot of singers do it so they don't mess up their vocal cords. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's so desperate. I am not trying to put anything up my butt to get drunk. Like, I just don't get it. Girl. I don't, I don't get it. Okay, let's move on because we're talking about <laughs> drugs and alcohol all day. <laughs> we're good. I'm sorry. My Siri is talking to me. Um, okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you was about 
body type and how you view your body. Have you ever had to deal with body issues or body shaming? Do you have a bad self-talk? Are you pretty um, comfortable in your own body? Uh, when I was younger, I feel like the grandma complex, like, I felt like the ugly duckling. And, like, I had some of my friends that grown up, like, I always felt like the black sheep and, like, the ugly one. And, like, as adults are like, bitch, she was never ugly. Like, now I, I'm in my glory. I'm all, I love myself. I know my worth. Don't get me fucked up. I have days, you know. But I, overall, I do know I'm beautiful because I know my inside is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I'm all about when I was younger, no. Um, body shaming, was I ever body shamed? I have no ass. So people always tease me for not having no ass. I have big titties. <laughs> so I have like that, you know. But I'm body shaming, I don't think no one's ever body shaming, but unless they tease me just about my flat ass. Like this one time we was at a fucking event in West Virginia because like my brother had this group. And this man's like, oh, turn around. and see in the dress. He was like, oh, you got a pretty back. <laughs> like you couldn't just say my dress was nice and I was pretty like yeah. I didn't have my butt but that's other than that no like I don't like my stomach you know mm-hmm. but I'm working on that like this is uh right now this is not vibe in my drink but this place right here is called vibe mm-hmm. it's all black owned place in Pittsburgh where they sell all like good drinks there's no sugar in it um helps you burn calories and there's like immune boosters in here energy bo- oh it's awesome yeah my best friend's been having me drink that shit every day put me in a group to work out which I'm not going to do the workout but I will drink these good ass drinks every day <laughs> I will <laughs> good ass drinks every day but I'm not working out um I mean I might you know I, I like my yoga and meditation but am I I mean, it's kind of an excuse, but it's not. But my ankle is broken, so, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we all deal with something that we have to... And to me, hearing your story, it seems like a lot of people put their opinion on what your body should look like on you. A lot of people put a lot of opinion on me as around me because I used to be known for making, like, really... Well, I'm the youngest out of all the people that I'm close to. Like, there's only one person that's younger to younger than me. That's my like my best friend slash sister Deja. My, like my best friend Shannon, Destiny Autumn, my sister Tasha, they're everyone's older than me. So they always chime in what I do in my life. Like they know at the end of the day I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. But they are very vocal in my life. And I don't mind it because I'm used to it, and I know a bitch can do some dumb shit sometimes, so. Right? <laughs> sometimes you need those people in your life to be like, yeah, let's stop that right I now. Do. I do. Okay, so are you dating right now? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. I'm don't know. I, like, I don't, I'm in a heartbreak phase. So that's yeah. my brother. They have podcasts, my brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Uh, he has a construction company. Hashtag, can we talk about, I call it the number sign. Hashtag Ask Ray. He has a construction company. Oh, okay. It, 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 he, he's always fucking moving, as you see. I'm just grabbing shit now. But um, 
What the fuck was I talking about? Oh. Are um, you dating? You said you're in the breakup stage. What happened? Um, a lot. Like, my, we were engaged. Honestly, I ain't perfect. I'm not perfect, but at the end of the day, money changed him. Like, and I truly seen who he was, and he felt like, honestly, he felt like because he took care of me and my family and gave me, yes, you did, made it where me and my family are good for life, but that does not excuse other shit. I'm not one of the people that, I'm not, one, I'm not materialistic. You know what I'm saying? So, like I told him, I'd rather have no money and still us had a relationship the way it was. So, now I'm in that stage where you like, you kind of want to get under one to get over the other, but then I tried that one time through this experience and I woke up the next day crying and a lot of stuff happened. I, um, I'm traumatized by that one time. Yeah. I didn't know this person in a different light. I didn't know he get, he got down like that. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So <laughs> you could feel it though, like, there it is. Yeah. I, you know, I was very mental. <laughs> it was just the whole thing was traumatizing. So I'm like, I'm not doing this old care way of getting under someone. So now I'm just going to focus on me and my children. Like, I've literally been just, like, chilling at my best friend Shannon's house because I just, I don't even want to be, like, at home a lot. Like, yeah. because, you know, I'm used to him being there every day. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, honestly, where I'm going right now. I mean, if someone was to come around, yes. I'm kind of honestly hoping that he come around. But, like, the people close to me are like, bitch, please stop fucking playing with me. You do not need to be with him. Yeah. But then my parents are like on the fence about it. I don't know. Yeah. Now, is he the father of both of your girls? No, he is not. Okay. We um, did, we were pregnant and we lost a baby in October. And, um, but no, none of my children are his children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which also makes it hard. It does. And he's been in my youngest life since she's been four months. Yeah. Three months. So, and my daughter's. She's 18 months now. She'll be two in January. So it's like, and then my oldest, Egypt, she loves him. So, and it's, I, I've done that before, you know, what my youngest said. Like, I didn't never, I didn't want no more kids unless I was married. My kids are seven years different, but it didn't work out with us two either. So now I'm just at the point, like, I'm just going to be my kids. Like, and honestly, the money he gave me, I've been drying my tears with the money he gave me. Yeah. Like, since you went to cemetery. <laughs> when I get sick, come on, kid, we're going to get something to eat on him. <laughs> oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get so, it. I get I'm it. in that point. And, I'm, and my friends are nervous because they said I've, they've never seen me deal with a heartbreak the way I'm going now. But I feel like it's also growth as well. But something's wrong because my eyes been twitching since we broke up. I swear to fucking God. It's yeah. twitching now. It's driving me insane. It's been fucking my left eye's been twitching since the shit's came, like, happened. Like, and I've been having dreams. But I just knew this was happening. I swear to God, it's just so weird. Yeah. That's a spiritual in me. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I, I know it has to be hard because you were planning a future with this person, you know? And you talked to them. Yeah. And you've seen how much, you know, you've seen her. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just that. It does. Yeah. Okay, we'll but stop I, thinking about it. I'm not trying to get no, you. I'm not, I'm not gonna cry or nothing. I'm a gangster. It's, like, <laughs> I'm <not> gonna, <laughs> it's just like, I feel like, honestly, in my life, I've never been in a relationship where I really feel like if you love them, let it go. And if it comes back to you, know, because 
we physically have not been together in two months, but I talked to him. We don't go a week without talking to each other. We don't go three or four days without talking. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and it even mainly called to talk to my kids. So it's like confusing. Yeah. But also, I ain't no fucking sucker. So I don't know. Like, is he like, is he fucking other people? Yes, bitch. Oh. Uh, um, ah! So. And- you don't me, though. Like, I feel right into a whole situation happened. I want to run into one of the girls she fucked. First of all, she's like four foot one. And she's not ugly, but she wasn't me. And just yeah. by our conversation, I just was like, no? I mean, what? Like, this is what you risk your family for. Like, I just was like, ugh, okay. Yeah. So. Been there, girl. Been there. I told I you don't have to say anymore. I know. My feelings be getting hurt. I'm like, am I yeah. am I the I'm other person? Person? <laughs> I'm fucking so safe for God's sake. Like shit. Yes, That's like I need to evaluate my whole body and my face because I don't I'm not saying I'm the hottest, but like really? But then you have to remember it's not a physical thing either. I don't think it is either. And like he did do twelve years in jail. Let's you know. Oh, what? What did he go to jail for? A whole bunch of fucking shit. This nigga's nuts, okay? He's nuts. But let me talk about him, like my, my king's nigga. King's, okay. My king's, he was in jail for 12 years for a whole bunch of shit because he's nuts. And like, that's another reason why I'm like, let him, because if we're all meant to be, and if I do the fat, I still want to be with this man, let him get this out of his system because he was in jail for freaking 12 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? And when he came home and he met me, it was just a rat. Like, he never went anywhere. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to say anything else. You get through that heartbreak. Get some more dick. <laughs> I'm scared, too, because that walk, I do got that walk that Cardi and Megan's talking about. Because like, every time I try to move on, like I said, by getting under someone, I end up in a relationship. I swear to God, the next fucking day. Like, years. Like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, I thought I was single. Like, what the fuck? Like, and now you're. So I'm, scared. I'm scared. I have to claim. Nope. I've just been zinning out. My, <laughs> so I've been over my brother's house. Like, because my brother and my best friend, they're together. I got them two together. They've been together for 14 years. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got six kids together. Well, seven. Technically. Like, so yeah, I've just been here. So I know I don't do the crazy shit. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your Spitfire questions? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite <laughs> color? Blue. Okay. This is a Texas question. What? <laughs> salsa being a given. You already get salsa. Are you going to choose guac or queso? I've never had guac before. So I'm going to have to go with queso. Wait. Don't get mad at me. I know I see you make it. Don't you even do that to me. I'm scared. Wait, it looks wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Do they make guacamole up there? Yeah, people make guacamole. I see people make guacamole all the time. And I just be like, that's not for me. Why? I don't know. Is it the color? Oh, you're about to be a baby shit. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, 
You just need to come and visit. And I'm not going to tell you it's guacamole. I'll just like be okay. like green baby shit on your on your plate. And if you don't eat it, I'll be offended. I will try it with you. you. I'll manipulate you to eat it. <laughs> I will try it with you. Or maybe one day if I try it, I'll record it. But I just, I never. Okay, well, try it. See if you like it. We'll make it happen. If you got $1 million today, what would be the top three things that you would do? Shit. First the fuck off, I'm giving my people the closest with me money. That always happens. Anytime I get money, I break them off some. That's facts. Um, making sure me and my kids are straight, for sure. And then I'm going to buy dumb shit. Like, I just fucking was about to buy a fucking drive-in fucking theater screen the other day. I said, someone better take this fucking card from me. Why do I need a drive-in theater screen? Why? Why? <laughs> like, I don't... So, so you would spread the wealth amongst your, like, your kin, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you would make, you would set you and your, your kids up for success mm-hmm. from the future, and then you would just go around buying a whole bunch of dumb shit. Dumb shit. Dumb shit. Any plastic surgery? Would you get some? Are you for it? Are you against it? I'm absolutely for it. I would still get this ass lip, lip, flick out. <laughs> and I had two kids too. So we can do something with these titties too. Like honestly, okay, so absolutely. So yeah, definitely my ass. So like a breast augmentation and a Brazilian butt lift. Yeah, I absolutely would. But I know I probably absolutely wouldn't because I'd be scared. But I'm all for it. I would if I had the balls enough. I would. Okay. Who's your role model? Uh, my brother, my sister, and my friend. And my mom. Well, my mom. Definitely for sure. Yeah. Mom. Are you a spender or a saver? Uh, um, and my two grand. Let me put that in there. Um, definitely not a fucking saver. I told you about dumb shit. But I'd be good. My bills are paid. Yeah. But I buy dumb shit. I, I'm not a good saver. When I want to save, I give my money to my mother or I give it to my sister. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you're saving, but you yourself isn't saving. Mm-mm. You're just giving it to someone else to hold for you because mm-hmm. you'll spend it. Yep. So, you're yep. definitely a spender. <laughs> definitely a spender. <laughs> are you a good girl or a bad girl? So, I've asked my brother and them this. Was I a good girl, bad girl? And my brother said I was a bad girl. Yeah. Well, good I, girl. You feel? Do you feel like you're a good girl? I mean, I'm mixed, I guess. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm good at heart. I have bad, I'm, I have bad girl ways. Like, okay, yeah. But, like, uh, like, I'm not mean unless you bring that out of me. Yeah. I have naughty bad girl ways. <laughs> but I feel like... Oh, I'm mainly a good girl. That's what I feel like. Okay. But telling me yesterday when I asked them, did they think if I was a good girl, bad girl? All oh, these motherfuckers said bad girl. I said, oh, all right. I'm like, none of y'all know me. <laughs> no more. No more. That no. was better than that. What is your love language? So there's five. So you have um, acts of service. You have gifts. You have quality time, physical touch, and oh, oh, words of affirmation. So like physical touch, um, gifting. I'm very like movie romantic. Like okay, yeah. 
So you mm-hmm. like you like receiving gifts and you want people to spend time with you. Yes. Like I wanna have a song, I wanna have a dance, I wanna make up a handshake, all that. <laughs> so fairy tale. You want a fairy tale relationship? I do because I feel like I deserve that because I love like that. Like when I love someone, I love them with all of me. By far I'm not perfect. I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> all right. I'm lazy. But I can cook. We gotta you got we gotta split the cleaning. I'm because I've like I wanna say my sister, me and her got the same dad that raised us. But mm-hmm. I'm technically the only child. So I'm just real. That's all yeah. I can say. But yeah. all that I'm not, I have a good heart. I love good. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. My family literally told me that lately I need to stop doing that shit because that's how I get myself in a lot of circumstances that I'm in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm a great, I am that fairy tale person if you want to end up with, and clearly I am because anyone I've ever dated, I'm pretty sure I can get them back. And I'm pretty sure I know I can get them back. It's just, at the time, people don't appreciate who you were. You know what I'm saying? Until it's gone. And that's what Max. Now I'm trying to like get together, pull before yeah. you get left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to the listener that we haven't covered yet? Um, I would just say for everyone, put out good energy out there, love how you want to be loved, treat people how you want to be treated because karma is real. We are in a new age. People are starting to wake up. Call it what you want, but you have to respect that. Respect everybody. All lives can't matter until Black lives matter. That's absolutely correct. So I want you to know that I'm not racist at all. I am all about the study for my people. I'm not prejudiced at all, but I do feel like it's time for us to be recognized. Um, And I do come from a diverse community. All my friends are diverse and I just want a new life. I want a life where my kid, my daughters and my daughter, my daughters can be whatever they want to be. And I have to worry about what the next person is going to think about them. And I feel like we have a good chance of becoming that. And it starts with us, honestly. So I don't know what to say. (laughs) 